rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hello, everybody. What's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. It's been too long. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It feels like a long time. Damn it. So I have to apologize for that. So, but, but, but we're here now. Okay. We only have this moment. So can't live in the past. Stop living in the past, everyone. And let's take it a day at a time. Yeah. This is unapologetic liberal talk. On the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. Hello, Truth Teller 292 on Discord. I see you. Hello, Lee in New York City. Hello, Arthur and Richard W. Hello. And thank you for your super chat already right out of the gate. Richard W., thank you. And thank you to all the patrons that keep the show going. And more importantly, keep the show growing. We need a lot more patrons. But the, the ones that we have, are ch I cherish you, and you're definitely the early adopters of um, the Terror Buster community and show. Without you, I can't e we can't even do the shows that we can do. So thank you. And I want to remind you guys, if you want a mug, okay? People who are patrons at certain levels get different prizes and whatnot or giveaway not prizes thank you gifts you got to send me your email i mean your uh i have your email you need to send me your address and your name okay that's all on uh, on patreon send me a message and say hey tara i'd like a mug thank you or something anything go to the tara buster merch store it's the the address is tarabustermerch.com if, you, if you're a real, uh, if you're one of the OG Tara Busters, pick something out. Say, hey, Tara, can I have this particular item to add to my collection? All right. What are we, we going to say? My name is Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We meet here whenever I can do a show. Generally, Saturdays, um, I am having trouble doing the 6 p.m. slot. I think we might get back to normal in a couple of weeks. It depends. So uh, I really appreciate all your flexibility. And we're on Progressive Voices. We're on FYI Nation. We're on um, Verdant Square Radio, which is another independent liberal um, network of original programming that you might want to check out. And what else? Uh, we're also... I'm, I'm, forgetting something all right we'll get back to it. i don't know i'm forgetting everything because it feels like forever it's only we did a show on wednesday but it feels like a million years but orange okay okay let's just get into it and if i have to get back to the plugs i will because that's part of how we grow the show i know it's annoying i hate to do it and i have to take haiku's suggestion he was saying why don't you cut some commercials and just roll them into the show that's a good idea so maybe I'll I'll end up doing that eventually. But whatever. Um, isn't it fun watching the freaks? Well, a couple things we want to talk about. The, the I love the fact that Giuliani was um, was raided. Oh no, he wasn't raided. He they they served. He uh, 
I wish I was a fly on the wall. Oh my god. But they they had a warrant for his electronic devices. So you know that it's going to get fun. Okay? It will get a lot f- more fun. Cuz you he sucks. Think about the fact that Giuliani was um wasn't he the cybersecurity expert or czar? For Twitler, the cybersecurity czar, someone who had to go to the Apple store to have his iPhone unlocked. Remember when he accidentally unlocked, uh, locked his iPhone? He couldn't get into it. <laughs> That's your cybersecurity czar. And you know he knows absolutely nothing about cybersecurity. And that's what we deal with when we deal with Republicans. They And this is, it's another example of what I say all the time, that the Republicans, they are, they are fundamentally an anti-democratic party dragging us back to the times that, um, that West, they're they're rolling back the, um, the liberal age of enlightenment. That's the point of conservatism in a nutshell. Oh, wait, I forgot, I forgot to push another button. Hold on a second. Shit, there's so many buttons to push. That's why I ask you to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Because maybe one day I'll get some help up in this bitch. Because I'm fucking tired, okay? I'm exhausted. I can't do it all. I wish I could. I can't, though. There's only so many hours in the day. So, And there's so many only so many hours in the day. And there's so many damn buttons you gotta push. So, um... But, okay. Uh, they... They are a fundamental, the Republicans, the conservatives, whatever they want to call themselves today, are a, uh, and even the conservatives, see, on the, on the Democratic side, there are conservative Dems. They are useless. They are, they are hindrances to progress, of course. They are, they need to be uh, purged from the party, but one day at a time, Okay. See the Republicans, they are they're rolling us back as as much as they can to they're rolling back the liberal age of enlightenment to um, a government where the rich run and own everything and everyone else knows their place. This is the govern the type of system that uh, that defines Western civilization for thousands of years. That's what they're doing. This is the ultimate end game. So democracy is it gets in the way. And as you can see, as clo- the closer we get to actualizing the promises in our founding documents, which we've never fully actualized, because this is a racist ass country, okay? I, I I get it. I'm walking around with this pigment, so I don't truly know the experience of uh, walking around with a darker pigment in this racist-ass country, but having empathy um, and the ability to... Well, well, that is empathy, to put myself in, the, in other people's shoes and um, not being a complete moron I, uh, I, and knowing of history... Please, history and the present. You can't, how can you deny this is a racist ass country? Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But 
the see the republicans the, um and like i was saying giuliani defines just him in general let's just take him as a case in point he is emblematic of everything that i say that the republicans are rolling back the liberal age of enlightenment to bring us to a place where the rich run and own everything and everybody else knows their place and in that system that the founders fought a revolution to overthrow right they um what 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 happened in that system? It, what what that system was defined by cronyism as well as uh, intergenerational aristocracy and concentrated wealth. So you didn't necessarily have to have the qualifications for the jobs you were bestowed or that were that the king bestowed on you. You just, you took the titles. And that's Giuliani, in a nutshell. To make him cyber securities are, you might as well have made him Baron of Richmond or something. This, it's the same thing. Or the Lord of, uh, whatever, the, uh, the, some asylum or, or whatever it might be, where you, uh, where you have no business. The only, um, qualification you have is that you are uh, in the in crowd, that you are in the inner circle of the king, and um, there you go, and that's Giuliani, and that's the Republicans. They get, and it's not just; it didn't just happen with Trump. Now you know the difference. You see, people um, say, and we know that we had uh, some trolls on the Rockfin channel where one of the troll, I think he's been dismissed, um, thankfully, but uh, they, where he would continuously criticize me for, uh, and constantly say, oh, both parties are the same, both parties are the same. I, I believe that, this is my opinion, right? The, it's not both parties are the same. No, the system is corrupt, yes, the money in politics is the root of all evil. There are Democrats swimming in that sick-ass system that are part of the problem. But there, you don't see Democrats putting people in positions of um, authority that have absolutely no business being there, the, giving away jobs just to flunkies. Now, some, of course, we can find some examples of ambassadorships or whatnot that's a different story hold on i'll be right back but <laughs> i'm reading the chat zenny rudy died 10 years ago he just doesn't know it yet <laughs> he looks that way i always hated him i live in new york as you guys know and i've had to ugh, deal with Rudy. I remember Rudy, uh, all these Republicans loving Rudy friggin' Giuliani. What a, what a f fraud. A complete and utter fraud. Everything that they do, they suck at. Even that whole, um, you, they, uh, I remember during, uh, the 90s and, um, the, uh, the whole broken windows bullshit which is bullshit, but the, and of course, um, Giuliani took credit for quote unquote cleaning up New York as if 
taking some squeegee people off the streets was going to really was uh, that was the determining factor. It's not the, the the as we look back in history, it wasn't the um, it wasn't Giuliani uh, the, and this broken windows bullshit. It was there were diff, there were a different there was a different approach to community policing in New York City, and um, that's what somewhat is uh, more uh, responsible for cleaning up the streets, whatever. Um, I don't care. Fuck Giuliani. He, he's a fraud. First of all, remember all those photos of him, oh, well, in the video, on September 11th, him becoming the um, America's mayor. He's, he, when, who the hell elected him America's mayor? Ask me about 9-11. He might as well have had a button on his goddamn lapel for the rest of his life. He made 9-11, uh, what was, it was like, what what would he have done without 9-11? But the reason he was walking around in the in the rubble um, of, uh, of downtown Manhattan at the time was because he had done the stupidest thing. They, they put the command center in World Trade Center number seven, and um, the command center was uh, was on fire. So yeah, he these are people who suck, okay? Uh, they just simply and utterly suck. And then he went around with his consulting business as if just completely riding the coattails of uh, of this disaster that whatever anybody who was in the in in um, government service at the time of 9/11 and people who weren't people who lived here you anybody would have done what he did and which was not much he what did he do he walked around and said put your your respirator on so did hillary clinton how come she wasn't america's senator you see well that's another story because the republicans are they're really good at branding because that's all they have they the democrats on the other hand i'm i have to tell you i am pleasantly surprised that it seems like Joe Biden um, has learned these lessons. I'm 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 seeing commercials for the um, for the infrastructure plan and the um, and HR one, and I'm seeing this is this is what we need. Not just uh, for Joe Biden to go out and take credit for the work that is being done. I think it's great. So. And thank you, Garfield, for your super chat. Well, Richard, Richard came in first. He says, hi, Tara. Hi, Richard. Thank you for your super chat. Hi, and uh, hi, Garfield. Hello, Tara and like-minded peeps. Love you guys. I love you, too. I really do. Yeah. Right. That's right, Haiku, on the chat. He put the command center in the World Trade Center after the first terrorist bombing. <laughs> What a stupid asshole. What? Why would you do that? They already hit it. You're going to do it uh, because they're lazy. That's why. There was probably some lazy reason why. Eh, it was probably simple. Maybe somebody had, um, there was probably some favor he owed somebody who, 
needed uh, to get some cushy government contract or something. It was probably something like that. That that's how they roll because they're all about. They, that's how sick they are too. Um, they are all about money. It's all money to them. Not that money isn't important. It's only important in the way that it can make you uh, or give you the freedom to have a decent life where you can enjoy your life with your friends and family and stuff like that. They uh, take care of your health, take care of your, your mental health and uh, enjoy the, this blip of time that we're all sharing together. But there comes a point where it's, how much money do you need? How much? What's what will be enough for you? After a while, you're just a sick, sick son of a bitch, like all of the Republicans. Yeah, and it's so. Isn't it funny? Well, not funny. It's typical how they they're all about Jesus to all this fake ass. There's everything about them is fake, fake. No wonder they're all about crying fake news at the truth. Okay, so we we um, watched the State of the Union. It wasn't, I guess it's not called the State of the Union. Uh, it's whatever, speech to the nation, who cares, and a distinction without a difference. And, and the Republican response. Now, I was, I'm happy, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, I have to say, and I don't want to get too overly... Um, ahead of myself as far as joe biden is concerned but i'm happy that he's he's uh he seems to not be the old joe biden and i'm happy about that and 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 i'm if i have to play uh armchair psychiatrist maybe it's because he's yeah he's in the latter half well the sun's what is that called the uh, twilight of his life and how do you want to be remembered as the person who, what, uh, cut Social Security or, or privatized Social Security? Or, or do you want to be remembered uh, for someone who uh, made people's lives better? And it, it made me uh, really uh, gave me hope to see that he hung. He took down that fucking portrait of Andrew Jackson and he put up a the portrait of FDR. That actually brings tears to my eyes. Finally, a Democrat who who's who stopped who's who's gonna who who isn't quoting Reagan, for God's sakes, like Barack Obama, incessantly. That was something that made me want to puke constantly, quoting Reagan. He, that's what he did all the time. It was this this nonstop pathological need to to appeal to the right wingers. Let's get to the point. For fucking for real, man. I can't talk. I don't know why. The, but the, the Democrats, please. The Republicans are the problem. Okay, you, there's no appealing to them. Maybe Joe Biden has learned this lesson, and I'm happy to see it. And in a way, and let me, um, and you, you guys know I was for Bernie, still am, love Bernie. And, uh, but I think that J Joe Biden is actually, if he is going to enact FDR's agenda, 
He's the best person to do it. I'll be right back. See, if Joe Biden is going to channel FDR, he's he's doing it. Uh, he he's the he is the perfect person to do it because Bernie, they would attack him as a socialist constantly. We'd never hear the end of that. But Biden has his 40, 50 years of uh, of being a Washington corporatist to to hide behind and that's fine by me if he's going to do do uh do the transformational things that we need okay including medicare for all that it has to we have to all right all right all right all right all right all right hold on a second so tim scott all right first of all wait 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 what am i doing here i need to do that okay um I have to, as somebody who is, I'm, I'm Irish, whatever, on both sides, Irish, I'm just white, right? So as somebody who has the pigment of a ghost of Casper, the, the, the uh, little dead boy, I mean, I never understood the Casper cartoon, just an aside. I liked Casper when I was a kid, but it also freaked me out because I was like, Casper is a dead child. Isn't that sad? So, all right, confusing. But, okay, so I've been walking around in this fucked up world, like, looking like this, all right, uh, looking like, I don't know, Chewbacca fucked an Irishman or something, I don't, I have no idea what I look like, but I am, clearly I'm white, and I'm, sh- and that has worked to, to my benefit, I'm sure, like, I remember when I, and, and uh, uh, well, and being a female too but I remember when I was young and I had just started driving and I was driving one day and I got pulled over for speeding and before they even got out of the car I was I had my head out the window crying saying please don't give me a ticket my father will kill me please so and they didn't give me a ticket they they let me off with a warning and um I don't know if maybe I was uh, somebody with darker pigment that wouldn't have been successful. That tactic wouldn't have been as successful. I'm sure because people walk around with inherent biases and we see them, whether you, you know, we see them in our lives, whether the people realize it or not, especially when it comes to power and policing. But Tim, Scott. Now, let me, un- I, I don't understand. I, and I know uh, my friends who are, are friends who have darker pigment, they, they have, like Mike Malloy, that Mike Malloy says he's been given permission to discuss these issues. So I've, I've been given permission as well. So, but um, I'm definitely open to people. I'm, def- I'm open to uh, learning and understanding more. So, Please let me know if uh, if I'm off base in any way. But why? Why? Why is it so offensive to call Tim Scott Uncle Tim? Um, the Twitter after his after uh, Uncle Tim's rebuttal, Twitter the the hashtag Uncle Tim was trending, and Uncle Tim 
found out that disappointing. And, well, let's play some of Uncle Tim's speech. Because let's, well, before we continue, though, um, let's just define, what is Uncle Tom? What, what is the point of, see, the whole Uncle Tom's Cabin, that book is partly responsible for, uh, the, for emancipation. And it was the most popular book of all time at one time, next to the Bible. And it opened many Americans' eyes to the horrors of slavery. So, Uncle Tom, here, here, here's right from the dictionary. A black man considered to be excessively obedient or servile to white people. Okay. What if uh, that uh, that's definitely a a moniker that fits to, to, to Tim Ryan? I mean, not Tim Ryan, uh, Tim Scott. A am I wrong? I'm interested to hear what people in the chat say. And I'm also interested to hear because I get a lot of emails from Daniel. And I'd like to hear what he has to say about this. Um, but Twitter shut down the Uncle Tim hashtag. Hold on a second. Let's play some of Uncle Tim's speech. I'm just trying to find it. I'm getting a beach ball. Great, great, great. Come on, man. Why? Why? Let me say something here. I need a new computer. Come on, computer. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna relaunch the the finder. Alright, hopefully that starts up again. Oh brother. So many problems. Thanks guys. Oh and thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. I love it. That means we're reaching many miles away. Tim Scott. Oh, yeah, Zenny on the chat. Tim, Tim Scott says there's no racism in America. I'm so relieved. Me too. Yeah, something's up. I can't seem to play. Oh, here we go. Let's play some of it. Fucking thing. I think there's... Let me see what the fuck is going on here. And I'm cursing up a storm. Not good, not good. Yeah. I might have to do this a different way. Son of a bitch. Come on. Why? You see what I'm saying? I get the show already. And then the computer f's me over i have so many clips too. i just spent like hours getting clips and it's so annoying maybe i could after this it's like anticlimactic yeah it's not gonna work ah, nowhere here we go do we need common ground more desperately than in our discussions of race. 
I have experienced the pain of discrimination. I know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason. Okay. Your personal experience with racism. But that doesn't change the systemic racism in this country. You know what I mean? So there's people who are racist in their hearts, but it's all connected. That's why I couldn't understand his, him talking out of both sides of his mouth. So he's he was pulled over because of the color of his skin. He's been followed through a store. Um, but there's no racism. Okay, let's just keep it going. To be followed around a store while I'm shopping. I remember every morning at the kitchen table, my grandfather would open the newspaper and read it, I thought. But later I realized he had never learned to read it. Well, why? Why is that? Hmm? Is that because why? He never learned to read? Because why? Because there's no racism in this country? Because there aren't, uh, this country doesn't have racist uh, property, uh, isn't funding schools through the racist property taxes? instead of through the general fund? Is that, why would your grandfather not be able to read if this isn't a racist country? And uh, it's, it's baffling to me. He just wanted to set the right example. I've also experienced a different kind of intolerance. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressive. And, all right, bullshit. Bullshit. Father would open the newspaper and Hold on. read it, I thought. But later I realized he had never learned to read it. He just wanted to set the right example. I've also experienced a different kind of intolerance. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressives. Bullshit. I, I, that is such, yeah, Uncle Tom, I'll give you, but uh, no liberal is going to call somebody um, the N-word. That is complete and utter bullshit. Prove it. Show me. Show me something where liberals called you the N-word. You got to have something, right? It's just... I, I, I could do a Google search right now and we can find reams of examples of Republicans using that word. And, and, and the same Republicans who he calls, you know, fellow, uh, fellow Republicans. One of the um, Capitol Police officers said they that part of the trauma of the insurrection of January 6th, of the Republican insurrection, was being called the N-word. No liberal uses that word. So he's a liar. He's been, I, I, yeah, I could see him being called Uncle Tom, but Uncle Tom, I guess, when he was, maybe he just ad-libbed it or whatever, but Uncle Tom didn't, um, it doesn't have the same visceral repugnance to it. So he has to throw in the N-word on top of it. And, he, and, and they're, again, proving me correct that they can't help 
but lie all the time. The truth has such a liberal bias. So what is Tim Scott's purpose? Everybody knows, everybody who uh, is uh, aware and awake and um, not an idiot knows why they sent him out there. You see, the first step, like in recovery, the first step in b- getting, uh, getting better is admitting that we have a problem. And this, yeah, there you go. This explains the intransience of the Republican Party, of, of their inability and their unwillingness to recognize the basic history of this country. Just because we recognize our racist past, that's actually a good thing. That is actually a patriotic thing, that we have evolved enough to get to the point where we can have an honest conversation about it and do the the actual things that we need to do to rectify it. But that's why we won't ever have that conversation invo- with uh, Republicans. They, uh, they lack the ability, the, and not just the ability, the willingness. And Tim Scott, he serves the purpose of an Uncle Tom, a black man, excessively obedient or servile to white people. What is this speech but that? Now, if, if I'm off base, somebody... One of my friends of darker pigment will tell me, but this is offensive. It's absolutely offensive, and it gives the Republicans yet again a, a, another uh, human, sh- another human shield for their bigotry to make sure that it never ever changes. And according to them, the real problem is, I guess, uh, those of us who point out. The, the systemic racist problems now, first of all, and first of all, second of all, and third of all, and last of all, really, I wish somebody would point, it, uh, point out to the Republicans um, and ask Tim Scott this question. If, if he is correct... All right, first of all, prove it. First of all, prove to me that you've been... Um, called the n-word by liberals okay i could guarantee you've been called the n-word by republicans behind your back that's for sure oh i'm sure you have you're one of the good ones to them though you'll be fine it's it's that's the way the republicans roll you have to be completely obsequious to the uh, patriarch the white privileged patriarchal power structure then you are accepted other than that, and, and if you are someone with darker pigment and you're, you're on that conservative team, quote unquote, they will do whatever they, they will promote you. They will, they will fund you. They will, um, you know, grease your rise into prominence because that, that you're, you are the token. That's it. You're the one who, the um, exception who proves the rule. So, um, I was, uh, where is it? I, what I was going to say was, 
will they ask him the this question? If America is not a racist country, why is it that uh, the income disparity, the wealth disparity between black and white households is so massive? One eighth African Americans, the the wealth of an African American family is one eighth. Let me. It might actually be worse than that. Now that I'm saying it, just trying to find it. Um, of the the of the wealth of uh, of white Americans. Now, if you believe that there is no racism in the in, that America is not a racist country, then what it, what explains that? What explains that? Um, you know that appalling statistic. Hold on, I'm trying to find it because I I tweeted it. I sometimes I'll tweet things just to keep it in my pocket, so to speak, and then I can't find it. Where is it? Where is it? Mm-mm-mm. Here it is. Oh, it's not even, it's, what did I say, one-eighth? African-Americans own approximately one-tenth of the wealth of white Americans. If Tim Scott thinks that the United States is not a racist nation, then he must also think that this appalling wealth gap is a matter of inherent inferiority rather than the system that created it. Right? Am I, am I wrong? Because what's, what is, uh, what explains that? So what you're saying then is that whole swaths of people are, uh, are, must be inferior in some form. Because if all things are equal, then why do African American families, um, that why is it that they are only that they're only able to accumulate one-tenth of the wealth of white Americans. And that's only one statistic. It's even worse than that. So explain that to me. I, I really want, I need somebody to ask the Republicans this question. And in fact, I, I tweeted it to David Love, who who uh, writes for the Grio, and he, um, he actually liked the tweet. So that, me- that meant a lot to me. Because the, the article that David Love wrote for the Grio is titled, Tim Scott Proves He's the Black Whisperer for White Supremacy. And now this article is written by somebody who is an African-American. So... Okay, they have a, li- a little bit more credibility in this department than I do. And he writes, in his response to Joe Biden's, well, he writes, President Joe Biden's joint address to Congress, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina said the most outrageous thing a black man could possibly utter in 2021, he said that America is not a racist country. This begs the question, exactly how does Tim Scott think he's going to work on the police reform bill, you know, that he's supposedly so sincerely working on, um, if he and his Republican Party do not believe there is systemic racism in America? Exactly. So, 
if you're if everything's cool then what are you doing why are you wasting your time what do you mean you're working on a bill to address um systemic racism if in the police departments of this country when you don't think america's a racist country it is it's uh cognitive dissonance once again meets the dunning-kruger effect that's the Republican Party. They can talk. They can. It's, they don't even need to take a breath. They will talk out of both sides of their mouth. They'll say one thing. I was pulled over for the color of my skin. I've been followed through stores, blah, blah, blah. My grandfather couldn't read. But let me say this clearly. America is not a racist country. How dare you? Really, it is so insulting. I was outraged, okay? I, and, and we should all be outraged as Americans because Tim Scott is a hindrance to progress. He is a hindrance. He gives the Republican Party their cover, and that's his purpose. He, in fact, I heard Twitler. I don't know, I hate to, uh, oh, God. When I listen to Twitler, Oh my God! And I go back and I, I I say, how did we survive these four past four years listening to to him, to that oh that filthy racist freak, that lying prick, uh, uh, him? Uh, but I heard Twitler, um, who was on uh, Maria Bartomoron's show, saying how Tim Scott could possibly be the president, that he might be our next presidential candidate. This is what Republicans do. You see, we've been through this game before, this sham. They push some token up to the front of the line, like Nikki Haley. She's one of them. Um, Who else? Bobby Jindal. Remember him? He was supposed to be... Oh, and Marco Rubio. That was another one. Now we got Tim Scott. So, uh, as David Love writes, this begs the question, how exactly does Tim Scott think he's going to work on police reform if he and his Republican Party do not believe there's systemic racism in America? You already know the answer, fam, he writes. Listening to Scott's speech was... Oh, one was reminded that he was, he is, okay, let me, let me, excuse me. Listening to Scott's speech, one was reminded that he is speaking not to black people, but to white Republicans who believe blue lives matter, quote unquote, and police should be able to brutalize and even kill black bodies with impunity. And that his whole purpose as a black Republican is to serve as a Trojan horse for the GOP. All right, that's not me saying this. Somebody, you know, my pigment is this color. It's somebody who has to live in this racist-ass country with darker pigment. And so uh, David Love goes on. A black Republican is to serve as a Trojan horse for the GOP, a Negro whisperer for white supremacists. Absolutely. And that's why it's infuriating to listen to Tim Scott, to watch this, the show, the sham. Because we, we absolutely know what they're doing every time. Tim Scott's just the latest. 
next, who's going to be next time? Don't worry about it. You know, I bet you one day, one day they'll have, uh, they'll have some trans person up there giving cover for another type form of hate. It's all hate. So, you know what I mean? This is what they do. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll have Caitlyn Jenner up there or some, the, the next iteration and David Love continues, as is typical, the lone black Republican senator presented his bootstrap narrative about how he made it out of poverty through prayer and with a string of opportunities that are only possible here in America, quote unquote. As a fully grown black man living in America, Scott knows he has experienced racism because he said as much. Nowhere, quote unquote, this is what he said, nowhere do we need common ground more desperately um, in our dis- than in our discussion of race. I have experienced the pain of discrimination. I know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason, to be followed around a store while I'm shopping. And yet, Scott declared, America is not a racist country. It's backward to, f- here's the thing that really got me. Oh, my God. It's backward to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And there you go. And this is me talking, not David Love. But there you go. There he he uh, gave his white supremacist. I don't I don't I'm trying to use my words advisedly, but um, I was going to say overseers. But that, and then I thought, no, that's not that's not good. But his white supremacist, the, the white supremacists that he runs cover for, he gave them, uh, an, it was another gimme to them, because he valid, validates, I was going to say, validates their bullshit that they're the ones. They are the ones. It's not, it's not people with darker pigment. It is white people who are so discriminated against. You see? That's what scott did he's he set the progress of the entire country uh african-american all he set progress back 50 years with that bullshit because that's what they think that's this is what tucker freaking carlson thinks that He's so put upon. It's all, it's really the white people. It's the white male, the straight white male that is so discriminated against. And this is what he basically said. That's, he didn't say white people are discriminated against, but he said as much with, it is backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. What's discrimination? Pointing out the problems in this country, the racist-ass history of this country that we are still living with today and that divided and conquered this country to the point where we have a freaking Twitler, an authoritarian, a, a wannabe authoritarian fascist takeover in progress that could only be accomplished in a country that is divided. So, so, so systemically along racial lines 
that that he gave um the white supremacists cover and he set back the progress of a more perfect union decades it's backward to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination you son of a bitch who's fighting discrimination with more types of discrimination you see to the republicans that when we point out the problems in this country that need to be rectified so we can have a democracy that works for all works for more than just the white um rich white straight uh, masters of, of of us all the 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 oh my god okay relax 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 hold on it's uh it drives me insane because we know what we need to do (laughs) the fact is they know what we need to do and here comes tim scott to say yeah don't worry about it it's all okay nothing to see here if you're um living check to check that's because it's your fault. If you, um, if your family's wealth is one tenth of the wealth of white people, that's your fault. See, look, look at me. Here we go. Where's the rest of it? Uh, trying to find where i left off america is not a racist country it's backward to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination and it's wrong to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the president well who's doing that the republicans are to use our painful past well bringing up the painful past is too a bridge too far for them Apparently, we're not supposed to teach the painful past. I mean, who the who was it? Oh my god, I I I forgot about this until just now. Um, Kenneth Martin sent me a clip of somebody. Where the heck is it? Oh, yeah. GOP state lawmakers, state lawmaker urges schools to teach the good side of slavery. The good side of slavery. That's what they think. We've heard all of this before. I remember years ago, uh, one of these conservatives was being challenged somewhere. I think it was at one of these conservative conventions. And let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was at CPAC. Frederick Douglass. I'm looking this up. Because there's a Frederick Douglass Society uh, at CPAC or something. CPAC. Um, and one of these... These, um, they were having a debate about racism, and and one of the black conservatives said, well, they w- was saying that Frederick Douglass sent a letter to his former master, 
and the white guy was like to thank him for giving him a home a roof over his head and food yeah remember that well this is what they think the good side of slavery and here it is i just found it see this is from 2013 cpac's trump the race card panel trump the race card derailed by actual segregationist right a panel about how conservatives can fight back when liberals call them racist descended into shouting when an actual segregationist joined the cpac panel titled trump the race card are you sick and tired of being called a racist when you know you're not one We're not making any of this up. Led by K.C. Smith and K.C. What is it? K. Carl. Oh, God. Led by K.C. Smith and K. Carl Smith. That's actual two people. Two brothers from Birmingham who are black and call themselves the Frederick Douglass Republicans. Hold on a second. My name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Do it now. Well, I don't know why I said it like that. Do it now. <laughs> it, was a, it annoyed myself. I apologize. The discussion began with their argument that the, that the Republican Party can reach out to blacks, women, and Latinos when it starts talking about the constitutional principles Douglas espoused when he campaigned for Abe Lincoln. It was Southern Democrat, Dem, Democrats, <laughs> Democrats, after all, who fought slavery and created Jim Crow laws. The first jeers began when a black woman who initially did not give her name said that the idea that liberals are the true racists is ridiculous because so many Southern Democrats defected to the Republican Party. But the madness started when Scott Terry, one of the 23 members of the White Student Union, the White Students Union at Townsend University, attending CPAC, raised his hand and suggested the GOP might do better as the Booker T. Washington Republicans, united like the hand, but separate like the fingers. Oh, my God. Yes. When the crowd realized what Terry was suggesting, there were wide-eyed looks around the room, including from me, the, the author of the article. I was sitting two seats from him, and the author is Elsfie Reeves. Oh, my God. Anyway, whatever. This is 2013. Nothing has changed, of course. Let's just continue with him for a second. By liberals. Just no, you week, haven't. A national newspaper no, suggested you haven't. my family's poverty was actually... Privilege. Privilege. First of all, let me ask why. What's up with these Republicans? I guess it's because they're such frauds. Why do they always sound like they're full of shit? He's not talking like a real person. They think my race is privilege. I don't know. Whatever he just said. Suggested my family's poverty is privileged. They, They sound so full of shit. And he's their rising star. Own land generations before my time. Oh, my God. Believe me, I know firsthand our healing is not finished. So In 2015, after the shooting of Walter Scott, I wrote a bill to fund body cameras. Last year, after the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, 
I built an even bigger police reform proposal. But my Democratic colleagues blocked it. I extended an olive branch. I offered amendments, but Democrats used a filibuster to block the debate from even happening. Oh my God. My friends across the aisle seem of to Of course, there's a, uh, uh, more to that story, of course, but whatever. This is not about civil rights or our racial past. It's about rigging elections in the future. He's talking about the and voting in Georgia. So you have millions of African-Americans, people with, with darker pigment, more appropriately. I, I, I'm, I agree that whole, uh, that's why I say instead of um, blacks and uh, it drives me insane. I, and it's only because Daniel actually opened my eyes, one of our tarot, OG tarot busters, uh, to, he opened my eyes to the, the whole, um, the whole phraseology of race, the whole, uh, he didn't open my eyes to the construct of race because it's, it is a construct. So to call people black and brown, it's, it is divisive. It's, it, I don't know, it's dehumanizing too. And we need to get to the point where it, it's really, it doesn't matter. It's a distinction without a difference. Okay. And whenever we call it out, but whatever, I know, I understand we're, we're, we're in the process of, we have to come to the, the, we have a long way to go. So, but the language, I trust me in, in the future, the, what we're saying, saying, uh, black and brown people and, um, for example, writing down your race on an application or whatever, all of that, that's going to be looked at as, a, as an example of how, how uh, effed up we are, how, how exactly how racist we actually are and were. So. The same filibuster that President Obama and President Biden praised when they were senators the same filibuster that the Democrats used to kill my police reform bill last year has not suddenly become a racist relic just because the shoe is now on the other foot. Race is not a political weapon to settle every issue the way one side wants. Yes, that's it's far it. too important. What is this fake ass sincerity? It's far too important. You don't sound sincere. You sound like, I don't know. He doesn't sound, he sounds like he's, tr and he sounds like he's trying to be um, somehow human. I, I, it just sounds so fake. This should be a joyful springtime for our nation. This administration inherited a tide that had already turned. The coronavirus is on the run. Thanks to Operation Warp Speed and the Trump administration, oh, bullshit. our country is flooded with Thanks. safe oh, I and know. effective vaccines. First of all, we, this whole thing, the other thing that Twitler was whining about on Maria Bart Mor Barta Moron's show was how he's not getting credit from the Democrats. The Democrats are so small. 
because they're not giving Twitler credit for creating the vaccine. He didn't do shit. They took credit like the rooster who takes credit for the sun coming up. That's what they did. In fact, Pfizer had to come out and say, what are you talking about, assholes? You had nothing to do with the vaccine we developed. Remember when Mike Pence was out there crowing about how they created this vaccine? Pfizer put out a press release saying, no, no bitches, you didn't do shit. Okay, so, but that's the Republicans. Now they want to take credit for the vaccine. So we had vaccines. Twitler signed uh, this Operation Warp Speed. Naming something doesn't make, it doesn't materialize um, the, the logistics of putting that vaccine into people's arms. Twitler did zero, absolutely nothing. They had no plan to roll out the vaccines. You could have a zillion vaccines, but if you got no way to give it to people. And Twitler's whining about how, um, how, what do you, how small the Democrats are for not giving him credit. What are you kidding? Five. 160,000 Americans were dead in six months thanks to Twitler. And if he got reelected, despite receiving fewer votes again, we'd look like India and Brazil. You better believe it. You better goddamn believe it. In fact, they've done all that they can, the Republicans, to ensure that people won't take the vaccines. They, they can't even be gracious when it comes to mask wearing, goddammit. They were complaining that uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Vice President Harris were wearing masks when, oh, I thought they opened up the restrictions. This is what they were saying. Well, they only for outside, you sons of bitches. You see? They, doesn't matter for them, lies, as long as it divides people. I'll be right back. Thanks to our bipartisan work last year, job openings are rebounding. So why do we feel so divided? (laughs) Holy Christ. So why do we feel so divided? Anxious. A nation with so much cause for hope should not feel so heavy laden. What? A president who promised go to bring away. us together fraud. should not be Here pushing we go. Ju- Here we go. Oh, my God. Well, I knew it. As soon as Joe Biden said that, I want to unify, blah, 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 whatever the hell, I knew every other minute they'd be like, oh, just... We're so divided. I thought he was going to unify us. Well, how can you unify people that have no interest in unifying? They don't want to unify because they want to destroy democracy. That's what they're doing. And our job, you see, until we can get D.C. statehood in spite of filthy, disgusting Joe Manchin, the likes of him, and we can get an, a wider Democratic majority so we can actually fix this effing country. Our job is to ensure that whatever these filthy, fascist, bastards, Republicans do, 
We don't let them get away with it. If they, whatever restrictions they're putting on voting, it needs to, uh, needs to energize us to the point where, forget this, we, they're not taking our votes away. We have to do whatever it takes. That's what they want. They, I, I hope that this, their, their assaults on voting have the opposite effect. Because if voting didn't matter, if d- democracy doesn't matter, if government is the problem, why are they so working so hard to ensure that the, that the people don't have a voice? Bastards. Does that tear us apart? <laughs> the American oh my family God, I have to hear that again. So heavy late. What is this? I don't, what is this whole delivery? Job openings are rebounding. So why do we feel so divided, anxious? A nation with so much cause for hope should not feel so heavy laden. (laughs) A president who promised to bring us together should not be pushing agendas that tear us apart. Wow. The American family deserves better. He needs help. And we know what better looks like. Just before COVID, we had the most inclusive economy in my lifetime. Bullshit. The lowest unemployment rates ever recorded for African-Americans, Hispanics, and Asians, and a 70-year low nearly for women. Oh, well then, no problem. Everything's good. Then nobody's living check to check anymore. Remember when Twitler shut down the government and then in two weeks people are on bread lines well no problem then right everything's good you sons of bitches for hear me wages were growing faster at the bottom than at the top the well, bottom 25 percent saw their wages go up faster than the top 25 well gee well why are all the billionaires the bit the richer getting richer in the country, then you shouldn't have a problem with raising the tax rate and ensuring that the American people have a living effing wage. The, hey, 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 catch, catch this. The wages at the bottom were growing. Well, you, you got nowhere else to go but down. Wages at the bottom. Well, why are there wages at the bottom? Because we've been trying to pass minimum wage laws that you fuckers have been obstructing. For Christ's sake. And everywhere we look. Income disparity. Upward immobility. And this son of a bitch wants us to friggin... Wants us to celebrate? We're trying to have a country that works for more than just the 1%, Tim Scott. You know, so people don't have to um, end up like your grandfather, not able to read. Not a, I mean, just because you, this is what they, this has always been part of the problem in a, in an effed up country. They take, there's not, it doesn't, uh, life is the way life is. Some people have opportunities and breaks and, Whatever it may be, they take that one person that escapes 
the uh, the the systemic systemic oppression or their their birth the circumstances of their birth and they use that as the example of why everything's working as you know wonderfully that why we don't need any change see if tim scott's family could go from co- excuse me from cotton to congress why not you why not? Why are you complaining? What's up with you? Why are you, why are you saying Black Lives Matter? Why don't you just uh, go along with uh, the white, patriarchal white power structure? What's the big deal? What are you complaining about? It must all be whining. You're just too woke. Stop being so woke. Woke is the problem. And that another thing, and I'm sorry, the last time we were talking about wokeness and all that, that's, and I, it, it dawned on me, that whole thing um, with the Republicans, and, even, and we were going on about uh, James Carville jumping on the band fucking wagon about wokeness is the problem. Wokeness is a word that originated in the African-American community. So, of course, there's a backlash against it. Now it's woke. Oh, it's too woke. It's the woke corporations. It's the woke woke people. People are too woke. Because it was part of the um, Black Lives Matter movement. Stay woke. Wake up, keep, stay woke. It was a good thing. It's a good thing. Keep your mind open. See, Tim Scott wants you to be asleep. Just like him. He, uh, he's, he's got a nice life, I'm sure, being a senator. But how? How does he, how does he go home for Thanksgiving? How does he... Who, who, who the hell, how did, I mean, what? I couldn't bear it. To me, it's so baffling. I, I, I'm not uh, somebody with darker pigment, clearly, but I am gay, so I understand somewhat some uh, discrimination. I don't understand, you know, obviously, the dif- there are differences, but... Um, I don't get it. Just like I don't get log cabin Republicans. I never understood why anybody, first of all, I don't understand why any human would be a conservative, a right, a right winger. So I, I doubly, triply, I don't understand why somebody who is a, in part of the, a targeted minority group that they target they do. Why they would ally with the oppressor. And make no mistake, that's what they're doing. That's why the Uncle Tim moniker fits. So it's not offensive. It's only offensive if you're trying to deny the problems. And it's offensive. It's not even offensive to Republicans. They know. They just cry and whine about it. What's offensive is Tim Scott's complete and utter denial. What's offensive is him playing this game. And believe me, this game has gone on 
forever. There's always been people. And I've, we were talking about this before in history. Whenever you're part of a, a, if you are part of a targeted minority group, there are always collaborators. Always. In history, there were, uh, in Nazi Germany, there were Jews who were collaborators. Absolutely. Collaborators in the camps. Sunder commandos. The ones who ushered the other Jews into the ovens until they were ushered in themselves. You know, they got some more privileges for a few more months. It was usually around 90 days. And then they themselves followed their brethren into the, uh, into the, you know, into, into death. But, uh, all, and in, uh, the history of, of this country, you know, you have the house Negroes, the field Negroes. What do you think? Where would uh, Tim Scott be? They, you will always have the defenders. People who th- who say who who sidle up to the power structure as if you know there's nothing wrong for their own personal benefit. And it's not, I mean, he's, there's nothing new about what Tim Scott is doing. What, it's not new, not even, even their denial about, even their fake outrage about the criticism isn't new. So it's racist. So he, he's being um, attacked racially by being called Uncle Tim? No, well, it's not as if, there's no historical, uh, you know, reason. He fits the freaking definition. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm getting it wrong, but I don't think so. I'll find out. I'll hear from Daniel. That happened because Republicans focus on expanding opportunity for all Americans. Oh, even the poor that, put upon white opportunity people. Opportunity zones, criminal justice reform, and permanent funding for historically black colleges and universities for the first time Bullshit. ever. We fought the drug epidemic, rebuilt our military, oh and no, cut you taxes didn't. for working families and single moms like No, you didn't. Our best future will not come from Washington schemes or socialist dreams. Fuck it will you. come from you. The American people. Yeah, well, what what does that mean? What does that absolutely... It means you're on your own, suckers. That's what it means. That's why Republicans, they're they're whiners. See, this is the ultimate thing. They, that's why they hate government. Because the government, democratic government, constitutionally limited democratic republic that works for more than just um, the 1%, that's... uh, the Republicans can't have it. They don't. Uh, they can't have us having a seat at the table. Tim Scott, you know, Tim Scott will agree on that. White and Asian, Republican and Democrat, brave police officers in black oh neighborhoods. Oh my God! You we son are not of a adversaries. We are family. You Federal fucking elections idiot. Oops, I hit the wrong button. I am standing here because my mom 
has prayed me through some really prayed you. Oh, that's it. Just I believe pray. our nation has succeeded the same way. Oh, okay. Nothing's wrong. Just pray. In their own ways, have asked for grace, and God has supplied oh, it. Oh my God! So I will close <laughs> with a word from oh, a worship song. Oh my God! That really helped me through this past year of COVID. The music is new, but the words draw from Scripture. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and oh be gracious God. to you. May His presence go before you. And behind because you Republicans and you, in your weeping and never will. Your rejoicing, he is for you. Oh my God! This our is so unbearable. For a thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and their children. Good night. What? Good night. It's unbearable. May your God uh, trickle some benefits on you and because uh, the Republicans never will. May God do do nothing. Do just pray. Don't don't get at don't get uppity. Don't point out. Uh, don't be mean and uh, and, and be reverse racism. That's what he's saying. Reverse racism is the problem. That's what Tim Scott. That, that's his whole. That's his whole uh, shtick. It's not racist. I was pulled over. My grandfather couldn't read. I was um, pulled over for the color of my skin. Followed around stores, but it's not racism. It's just I don't know. I, see, I, I'm talking out of both sides of my ass. Jesus H. Christ. Yep. Here, 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 here. I'm still waiting to hear why, uh, who called Tim Scott, what liberal called him the N-word? He's so full of shit. That's what, that's who. Here, let's finish up. Where is it? This is David Love's article from the Grio. Scott called the Democrats' sweeping voting rights and election reform legisla legislation a Washington power grab. Really? Claiming this is not about civil rights or our racial past. It's about rigging elections in the future. No, that's what they're doing. Vice President Kamala Harris said, we cannot heal the country if we ignore our realities. No, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its existence today said Harris, adding that white supremacist domestic terrorism is one of the greatest threats to our national security. Black Twitter dragged the junior senator from the Palmetto State, and all of it was justified. Bree Newsom Bass, the activist who climbed up the flagpole to remove the Confederate flag from the South Carolina State House, asked the question, how can calling Tim Scott Uncle Tim be racist when he just told everyone that this isn't a racist country. Tori, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that 
correctly, tweeted, Tim Scott said America is not racist. George Floyd, Alexander Brown, Amon Aubrey, and Breonna Taylor could not be reached for comment. The concept of an Uncle Tom, as a term is used in the black community, is a, uh, is a slave who is given prestige and comfort by the master, using his position to tread on the slaves abused by the master, tweeted Pam Keith, Esquire, repackage that concept to modern times and ask if Tim, if Tim Scott fits the definition. And it's exactly what I said. Tariq Nasheed tweeted, a majority strategist of racists is to incentivize one of its black victims to act as the, as the crash test dummy for white supremacy. When Uncle Tim Scott says America is not a racist country, he is fully aware that he is speaking in bad faith. The purpose is to protect white supremacists. None of this should come as a surprise. Lest we forget, Tim Scott was a loyal Trump supporter and water carrier for GOP racism. After all, Trump recently gave Scott a complete and total endorsement ahead of his 2022 Senate re-election race. Scott, who was honored to receive the endorsement, reacted on Twitter by saying, Thank you, President Trump. You know, the guy who whose big lie is motivating all of their anti-democratic election meddling that primarily targets people who have darker pigment and those who are more apt to vote democratic. And and the other thing that, that drives me insane with these, these racist goddamn Republicans is that, so what are you saying then? Um, if the majority of, of people who have darker pigment in this country, uh, if they're more apt to vote Democratic, what are you saying? They're, they're so bamboozled by Democrats. See, what Republicans say is that, they, that um, people with darker pigment vote Democratic because the Democrats give them free stuff okay that's their uh, their line that they that they are um, being bribed with free stuff meaning so let me translate what they're saying is that inherently that people with darker pigment are um, are inherently lazy that's what they're saying right there that they'd much rather they just want to vote for somebody that's going to give them welfare and so they can hang out in the social safety net hammock and the republicans are uh, and this that was the whole thing the the soft bigotry of low expectations remember that but that was another way of them saying that, oh, the Republicans will teach you the dignity of work, which is a, it is a hundred percent a modern update of the old racist trope that, that justified slavery, that black people needed to be teach, they, they needed to be um, under heel, they needed to be taught the uh, taught how to work. They needed to have structure. And that's what white people were doing. It's the same effing argument. 
My name is Tara Devlin. Guys, on Progressive Voices, you can hear the rest of the show on youtube.com slash C slash Tarabuster. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And remember, we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you very soon. Hmm, that wasn't too bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so infuriating. But there you go. That's them. That's the Republicans. And they... They can't afford, they don't want us to, to heal. And how do you heal? It's, it's, not, it's not bad. See, um, what's his name? Mitch McConnell. Now they're going after anything. Uh, the 1619 Project, which they, they've all targeted. Because, well, here's from the New York Times. McConnell attacks Biden's... Rule, Biden rules anti-racism focus, calling it divisive. They, that's it, in a nutshell. This is what they say. This is, it's divisive to bring up the racist history of this country. And racism in general, it's divisive. You see, it's, it's another way of saying, shut up and stay in your place. Everything's fine. No, nothing to see here. The system is working as, as planned. The white patriarchal power structure. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's what the Republicans are protecting. They don't want this. And this is why they're destroying democracy. The, and the New York Times writes, Senator Mitch McConnell, well, not the New York Times, Katie Edmondson, M- Mitch McConnell, the minority leader, may it be forever, led Republican senators on Friday in protesting the Biden administration rule promoting education programs that address systemic racism and the legacy of American slavery, calling it divisive nonsense. Really, it's only divisive sitting in the ivory tower, right? It's always divisive when, uh, when people get too uppity, isn't it? In a letter to Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, Mr. McConnell and three dozen other Republicans singled out a reference in the proposal to the New York Times Magazine 1619 project, which was included as an example of growing emphasis on teaching the consequences of slavery and the significant contributions of black Americans to our society. Families do not ask for this divisive nonsense Voters did not vote for it. I beg to differ. Americans never decided our children should be taught that our country is inherently evil. That's what sick fuckers they are. It's not about inherent evil. It's like it's as if bringing out this uh, the the actual racist history of this country is so, it's not about teaching that America is evil. It's about fixing the problems. It's like for example, being, is, is the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. That's it. That's it. And this is why the Republicans are doing everything to ensure that we don't 
we 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 don't address it. It's divisive. Who's it divisive to? It's not divisive. It's healing. It's needed and necessary. It's absolutely vital to this country's future. Well, of course, then. That's why they call the Republicans call it divisive. Everything they do is they are fucking liars. I'm reading on the chat in New York City's uh, in in uh, New York City. Re- Republicans do not want you to get free stuff. How much did Trump make people pay for COVID vaccines? He writes, have you heard about Biden banning cows? No, he didn't, but Fox is reporting. Exactly. That's a whole other thing. Well, they don't know what to do about Biden. Nothing is sticking. But according to the Republican, well, here, let me play this one thing here. It's not just so many racist things to talk about. They're such racists. They are. Are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? When you have to put on a seminar with that title and then it devolves into a, uh, into a diatribe about segregation that, uh, uh, in favor of segregation, then you know you got a problem. Here's, um, let me see. Who should I play? Where is it? Hmm. I lost it. Hold on. Damn it. Everything sucks. Oh, here's this. Um, this is how totally not racist. Here's Heather... Heather McDonald from uh, on Tucker Carlson. It happened Here's- in the 80s when that came on. This steamroller of hatred towards greatness and it has never slowed down she's talking about people with darker pigment this is what she this heather mcdonald hold on on uh, on a white supremacist show that's tucker carlson this is we it don't take my word for it that's what the white supremacists say they watch Tucker Carlson because he he spreads their racist, divisive lies. Wait, ah, I keep hitting the wrong buttons. Towards greatness, and it has never slowed down. Where did that come from? It what? came See? from a narcissist wait hold on a second let me start, uh, start happened this. in the 80s when that came on this steamroller of hatred towards greatness and what, it is and that's what what she what she just said a steamroll hatred against greatness is she's saying what she's proven what i just said that the republicans um they if you are not a tim scott if you are not an uncle tim then you have a a hatred against greatness, you see, and you want handouts. You want everybody. That's that's why you vote Democratic or Democrat. If you're a filthy fascist prick. 
you vote Democrat because you have a hatred against greatness, a.k.a. the white patriarchal power structure, and you are um, you're looking for handouts. And, of course, that's not racist, right? It's not a racist trope, right? No, no, it's actually the same old racist trope that white scumbags have been promoting for centuries. We're slowed down. Where did that come from? It came from a narcissism... uh, of the failed. The, the narcissism of the failed? It's a hatred of a civilization the camp of the too saints? white and male. Uh, it, there, it grew out of... Wait, hold on. The hatred of the white male? It's a hatred of a civilization deemed too white and male. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, there, it grew out of this the tragic pendulum swing. Oh, and let me explain. I apologize. This is Heather McDonald... She is a conservative freak, and she's, let's see, let me see, where is it? She's a best-selling author, an American conservative political commentator, essayist, attorney, and author. Blah, 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 that's her. Best-selling author of, what, what books? A fellow city, uh, the diversity delusion. That's one of her books. Another was the war on cops. Oh my God! They certainly do live in a bizarro world, don't they? That, that's the ivory tower. They're living in the ivory tower. They don't see. They're all they hanging out with the likes of Tucker. Chicken Boy, Con- uh, Tucker, Con- Connor, Collison, whatever the hell his name is. Swanson Chicken Boy. I, f- I feel for the chickens. I do. Those chickens deserved to live. They didn't deserve to die. So Tucker Carlson. That's another reason to be, uh, to not eat meat, really, and to, uh, to abolish factory farms. That's for sure. Just think about that. Because all those chickens, they didn't have to die. All those chickens died. So Tucker Carlson can sit on the uh, right-wing propaganda outlets and spread his racist, divisive lies. So if you eat meat, you are contributing to racism. (laughs) I'm just, I know, I know. I'm going to get emails. Don't uh, talk about it, eating meat. Don't shame me. I, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm not. It's not that I'm better than you. I just don't eat meat, okay? And one day, here's my opinion on that. Not that you asked, but I'm gonna tell you this is Terrorbuster. One day, in many thousands of years, this is not gonna be in my lifetime or yours or your grandchildren's lifetime. Or even their grandchildren's lifetime. But there will come a time where human beings, if we are to, if we will, if we survived, okay, human beings will not be eating meat. I'm telling you. They will look back and say, can you believe that? That people had factory farms? We will have, 
evolved away from it, I believe. Okay? And we will have to, because part of our whole evolution as a species has to include us understanding that um, we are all connected, and the way that we treat animals is a reflection of, of, of who we, of ourselves. Okay? And it's not good. All right? Anyway, let's continue with this bitch. Speaking of I mean, it's, of course, we treat animals like shit. We treat each other like shit. So, as this bitch is case in point. Because here's, she's another, she gives the racism, uh, like Tim, like Uncle Tim is the human shield for their, uh, for their bigotry. So is this woman. She's, of course, another one who bows down to the patriarchal power structure, white patriarchal power structure, and she gives them an, the academic cover they need for their bullshit bigotry. Within the black civil rights movement that was for so long striving for the ideals that America was itself violating. But, you know, I, it's heartbreaking to see these pictures I've said recently of Ella Fitzgerald and Duke Ellington dressed to the oh, nines. You see? There's the good ones. Living up to the high... All in the past, like MLK. He's now one of the good ones. And they'll tweet on MLK Day, uh, appropriate, uh, why can't we all get along, or uh, black people and white people judged by the content of their character. Not believing at all all the 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 actual history behind that if MLK w was alive today he would be uh, he'd be completely vilified as as he was in his own day by these conservatives they a commie a socialist they uh anarchist right they're so full of shit. They should just elevate their own, their own uh, leaders like uh, the David Dukes. Why don't they quote David Duke? Because they have to pretend. That's a another reason, guys. It's another example why we will win. You see, because they have to pretend. They have to pretend that they're decent people, that they're not racist. But when, they're, when they are, they have to pretend that they want everybody to be judged by the content of their character. But they have to pretend. We don't have to pretend. Range of civilization at a time when America was cruelly denying them opportunity. And then we had this one moment. There was where a real dignity in that. A dignity and a a, a dignity in Ella Fitzgerald. You hear what she's saying? The dignity of Ella Fitzgerald being dressed to the nines. These fucking people. They live in a fantasy land. It's all it's all bullshit. It's like remember oh remember the good old days when Ella Fitzgerald was dressed to the nice but well remember those days when she couldn't remember when the Rat Pack was touring and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. couldn't go through the front door oh remember the, 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 but the dignity the dignity of that of the way he was dressed in his tuxedo and then when they did you go on stage uh, with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, 
how uh, every, all that, it all just slipped away. Remember when they couldn't drink out of this, or eat, well, after the show, they couldn't go to the same goddamn restaurant to unwind. Oh, but the dignity of Ella Fitzgerald, dressed so uh, dignity-like. Yes. And then it all swung past, and you got the oppositional culture of the ghetto and hip-hop that came up. But now, wow. now, all that striving for bourgeois normalcy is gone, and you have the glorification of gangster culture, which is tragic. But oh, that's it. Then. So you I solved the, our problem. The black radicalism drove a lot of this. Oh, you mean like uh, woke? And the the growth of racial preferences, the dismantling of single standards of evaluation that began in the 60s with with preferences for admission. Then the females glommed onto oh, that, yeah, you know, with, with feminism. Oh, right. And their marginalization of males. Oh, the poor and man. since then, the glorification of victimhood. <laughs> oh, my God. It's buzzword city over here with these effers. Well, that's what they do. Here's Tucker again on Fox. Cheap labor, and the cheap labor crushes their competition, which is small business. Oh, wait, let's get to the end. They're, at, they're talking about Biden's speech, and he, they're, of course, vilifying him. And Of 90 people that you should be mm -hmm. truly outraged about. This is the five for people on the chat. Or Tucker, un-American. Uh, question on the for you. Are you, are you uh, podcast. How do you think, of, what do you think about Biden saying, hey, you know what, the shelf was bare when I got here, not enough staff, not enough people. What do you say to that? I mean, look, oh. this is, this, if you're looking Terrible. for an attack on our democracy, this is it. They don't care about the conditions of the people at the border, the children in cages. Yeah, they don't care it. about human trafficking. Most immigration at this point is human trafficking. I mean, that's what it is. They only care about stacking the electorate. Oh. By the way, immigration oh, well. reform, the Reagan amnesty of 86 led to a Republican amnesty, led to a massive flood of illegal immigration. So that, that's what they want. They want to change who votes so they win. They're diluting the votes of change. Americans of all backgrounds, and that is an attack on democracy, period. This is it. We're watching it. There you go. The replacement theory again. It's totally not racist, though. American race racism doesn't exist. But yet, every time you turn on Fox News, you get inundated by it every five minutes. So, which is it, Tim Scott? And the exactly what he's saying is is so racist. It's not even. It's beyond unbelievable <laughs> i don't even know what's the word it's un freaking real how how anybody listens to that shit and says this isn't racist america is not a racist country he's saying that immigration first of all if you're an immigrant you you people vote you have to be a citizen to vote so if you are an immigrant you earn the right to vote that doesn't dilute the votes? What, what, what votes are being diluted? Oh, the votes of the fucking white people. That's what he's saying. Meaning he's a filthy, fascist, racist prick. 
So where? What do you mean? And they're all nodding their heads. And who is the the the, uh, the token black guy on the panel? What does he got to say about this? He just sits there and listens to it. Ages, they don't care about human trafficking. Most immigration at this point is human trafficking. I mean, immigration that's what it is. is human trafficking to bring voters in. They only care about stacking the electorate. Stacking the electorate. With what? With American citizens who can vote? This is so beyond the pale. It doesn't make any sense. Dil dilute. You're not diluting the vote. People who are Americans are, vote, are the ones who can vote. So what are you diluting? You can't dilute America with more Americans, you prick. Unless, oh, unless you see American as white people. The old white crackers. The, the old white patriarchal power structure who are being diluted by what? Democrats. Democrats voting. See, it's not a real election if Democrats win. That's why the, the fascists have to fuck over democracy. They don't like democracy. They never have. Conservatism is a fundamentally undemocratic ideology. That's it, in a nutshell. They, and um, because, well, it, was, it was fine for, they could go along with the charade to a point until black people, until they started going around the, uh, getting around all of the obstruction, until the, the power of, uh, of the people that these white fuckers were trying to keep down, that it wasn't working anymore. That, so they got to, so the Republicans have to come up with different tactics and if that means destroying the very democracy itself, so be it. And that's what they, this is the, the, the project they're engaged in. All, and everything, trust me, everything that we do to try to rectify the situation, to try to balance the scales to make a more perfect union, to make people, to enable people to vote, for, to open up the, the voting, um, make it uh, more accessible, they will cry uh, that is anti-democratic, that is anti-American, that they're trying to, they're, they're seizing power. Well, in that sense, they might be right. The power to the people. The people who've been marginalized. The people who these filthy fascist bastards have attacked and marginalized for, for, for generations. The ones who are at the lower end of the ladder. That the Republicans, for, uh, for all of my lifetime, have been the working class who they've been turning into the working poor systema systematically. That's so whatever we're doing, be it D.C. statehood, which is so um, it's so obvious to me. Imagine. Let's put the shoe on the other foot. This is how how full of shit we know that they are. If the um, the people of D.C. were 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 Trump OK, but if they were Fox News victims, 
What do you think there? Do you think they would hear all the opposition? Oh, well, D.C. can't be a state. They don't have any car dealerships or whatever bullshit excuse. Whatever bull, I mean, whatever racist effing excuse. I swear to God, I hope I live to see the day where these filthy fascist Republicans, the whole party is, uh, is in jail, <laughs> frankly. I, I hope I live to see the day where um, the, the minority is the ma- majority. And finally... Maybe I, you know, I've said this for my whole life too. I, I want to, I want to live to see a, um, a new FDR. Maybe I, I, I know that Joe Biden, whatever Joe Biden, um, the, the environment of the country right now, he doesn't have a majority as like FDR did. He does, and it's a lot different. He didn't have to deal. FDR didn't have to deal with Fox News, but he had a Father Coughlin. We've always had to had to fight conservative obstruction and intransience. Our entire history, it's been um, we've given entirely too much power to the conservatives, and that's why we're in this in this boat because whenever the conservatives get power what do they do they rig the game they and trust me they're con- nothing changes this is what they're doing so it's about time that we 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 attack these problems like uh, our lives depend upon it because it does god damn it exactly lee in new york city why do we have two D- dakotas because they wanted two more senators. That's why. It's, they're so transparent. So keep on whining, right-wingers. We'll keep on making a more perfect union in spite of you. And that includes us rectifying or, or confronting, at least confronting our racist history. We have to. It's not, it doesn't mean you hate the country. It means you love the country. It's patriotic. If you, if there's something that we need to do, we are a nation of immigrants. We are a, we're a multicultural society. That's a good thing. And we have a, we have to rectify our racist, divisive past that, that is seeping into our present. There are many things we need to do. To fix this, and the first part is to is to recognize it. So, whenever, first of all, whenever you hear these filthy fascist bastards go off on woke, remember yet again it is yet another racist attack. And the denial—what do you call denial of American racism? That's racist. It's filthy. It's disgusting. It's pathetic when it comes down to when you're talking about uh, Tim Scott. How dare you? How does Tim Scott go home on Thanksgiving and face his family after d- making that speech? Of course, the the likes of Twitler praised it. Oh, I see big things. Twitler was going. I see he's got a big future ahead of him. Oh yeah, of course he does. In the Republican Party, just like C.J. Pearson and Diamond and Silk, 
because that's what that's what they're there for. Here, here for the the uh, they need it. They are needed. The Republicans need their human shields. Oh my God! Here, for example, if we're not a racist country, uh, why is it? Like I was saying, the median net net worth of white households is about 10 times the median net worth of black households. Income. White families typically have higher incomes than black families. The median income for black households is a little less than 60% of white households. Unemployment. The unemployment rate for black Americans exceeds that of whites, of course. The poverty rate, wait a minute, stupid thing is not moving. Where is it? Where is it? Um, The poverty rate, oh my God, look, white American poverty rate, 8.1%, black American poverty rate, 20.8%. Oh, is that, oh, that must be because what? What do you, what is it, Tim Scott? Would somebody pose this question to him? If there's no racism, why? Why are these disparities so appalling? Healthcare, a larger share of black Americans lack health insurance, which sucks. And that's another reason why we need universal health care. It's part of our he- racial healing. Everybody in, nobody out. We're in this together. We are each other's keepers. We stick together, we win. And if if you're against universal health care, then you're a freaking racist. Because we don't have universal health care because of racism. Right? How about black people make up a larger share of COVID deaths? 13% of the population, um, white, you know, uh, where is it? White people, 13%, 23% COVID deaths are black. Let's see. Yeah. So why, why are these, why such appalling statistics? It's really unbelievable. From, it, from the Harvard Gazette, it's an article by Clea Simon called Facing the Denial of American Racism. Simply getting others to recognize, si- simply getting people, excuse me, simply getting people to recognize that others are excluded is difficult. Many Americans underestimate racial inequalities, and some among those who are aware of inequality blame minorities themselves. And that's the whole Republican agenda. That's what their, that's their tactic. Citing national data from 2015, 50% of white Americans believe that discrimination is as bad against whites as it is against people of color. In addition, while a majority of Americans seem to understand that hard work does not guarantee success, a full 50% of whites believe that people of color would be more successful, wait for it, if they only tried harder. That's what Tim F. and Scott's 
that's the, that should have been the title of his speech. Just try harder. Right? No racism here. Just try harder. We're not a racist country. Such beliefs are taught early. Williams said studies show that at the age of five, children express the same degree of empathy when they are shown pictures of people, both white and black, being pricked by a pin. However, by the age of seven, they begin to believe that the white person feels more pain. And by the age of 10, the the bias is pronounced and stable. When you lack empathy for a population, you don't feel their suffering, and you do not support policies to address challenges that this that the population faces. Such callousness and indifference have kept alive racist institutions and structures such as residential discrimination, notoriously redline, excuse me, notoriously redlining housing developments to discourage black buyers. Detailing, oh, how's that, right? Where, Where do we get all this good schools and bad schools or good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods? Where do you get something called a ghetto? What kind of shit is this? It's, that's systemic racism. Systematic racism. Detailing how it has continued to adversely affect everything from economic prosperity to longevity, Williams said, I'd like to think of residential segregation as the secret sauce that drives and produces racial inequality in the United States. He says, your zip code is often a more powerful indicator of how long and how well you will live than your genetic code. Ain't that the truth? And uh, Williams is Dr. David R. Williams. Uh, where are they? who is he Frank uh, yes David R Williams this is a Harvard study and here's Tara Junior Junior everyone yes honey you sit look at him for a second. Mm-mm-mm. See. Where is it? Yes. Such callousness and indifference have kept alive racist institutions and structures. Okay. Like I said, notoriously redlining. Yeah. If anything, added Jones, recent events have underlined the generational effects discrimination has had on the health of people of color. The COVID-19 pandemic she said, is pulling the sheets off of United States racism. At the same time, she said, police killings of black people are putting in in your face the fact that our lives are not valued, that we are not even considered human. To move forward, organizations have to be committed to naming racism. Then we can strategize and act. And that's, in a nutshell, why, why the filthy, disgusting Republican Party will not even recognize 
that this is a racist ass nation. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We are the real patriots. Support the show. Help the show keep going and growing by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will win. Thank you for your super chats. That helps We stick together, we win, and we will win. You know it, because we're right. They know it. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for everything. I'll see you soon. Damn, damn. You guys are great. All right, listen up, guys. Thank you, Richard. For your super chat. Thank you, Garfield, for your super chat. Thank you, JD, for your super chat. And thank you for the um, great conversation in the chat room and, and, and for everything, for keeping the show going and growing. That's it. I hope to do a show during the week, of course. So... There's so much to talk about. I have, I, Jesus Christ. There's just so much more we need to talk about. So that's it. Show, I don't know. What am I saying? Tell your friends about the show. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Oh, also, fuck, I forgot to mention it. I'm going to be on, on, uh, Leslie Marshall's show on Monday with Brad Bannon, DC Report with Brad Bannon. He is substituting for Leslie Marshall. And I will be on the show as a guest. I know, right? Haiku says, nailed both (laughs) outros tonight. I know. That was good. That was, that was just dumb luck. But that counts too. Dumb luck counts too. So, but I'll be on DC Report with Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi on Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern. You can watch on Twitter. I'll retweet it. And if you're not already in the Tara Buster Facebook page, you should join us. Join Facebook. I mean, there's so much shit you got to do. It's just annoying, I know. But most importantly, Keep the show going and growing by becoming a patron. That helps. And of course, your super chats. That helps too. So, all right. (laughs) You're funny, Joss. I was wondering why Leslie Marshall would allow a progressive on her show. That's funny. Uh, Richard W., what time? 3 p.m. Eastern? I think I'm going to be on around 3.30, but the show starts at 3. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's always fun. And all right. I think that's it for tonight. We have more stuff to do. Of course, there'll be more news coming. And just uh, all you got to do, this is your, this is where you come in. Your, your part, your, your job on the show is to share the show. Yeah, and help the show grow. 
Can't do it without you. We're in this together. So, you want to keep this show going and growing? I know. I know. I love the show. I love you guys. I don't know what I'd do without you, really. Mentally. Right, Junior? And, like, I, I wouldn't know what to do without him. I love this cat. I love him. Right, honey? All right. Friends. Friends. I will... Uh, uh, I don't, I'm not sure... I can't say when the next show will be. Hopefully, it'll be soon. Hopefully, Monday. I know. We need more exposure, Joss, on the chat. Good for you. Get some exposure. Love this stream. Thank you, Joss. Yes. Isn't he cute? All right, my friends. I got to go get the show prepped for Progressive Voices. And do me a favor. If you're not already a patron, become a patron. But if you also, if you haven't already given the show a good review on iTunes, go over to iTunes, Tarabuster, just... Maybe I should do that. Hold on. Tarabuster, iTunes. See if it comes up. See, it comes right up. But I know, it's tough. So many things, and people are so... Everybody's always saying, like, do this, do that, support this, donate that. It's a lot. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Here, here's the link. You could join us on the Discord stream. In the chat. I know. Richard W. says, was Tara Jr. Jr. okay after the last show? He he meowed a lot. He's he's just meowing a lot. I don't know. I've been trying to figure out what's going on with him. He's talking a lot. He's a very talkative cat, but he was he's really meowing a lot. I don't know. He's alright. He's a good kid. I think I'll keep him. All right. What else do you have to do? Oh, yeah. Give the show a good review. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. You know what to do. More stuff. Guys. <laughs> Shock that other show you will be on by saying Joe hasn't done anything and hasn't exceeded your expectations, which was zero to begin with. What? Kami, Kami Hill figure. <laughs> That's a good name. No, well, whatever. I'm I'm pleased that Joe Biden ha hung a portrait of FDR. Let's hope he's. That's who he's. That that says a lot. Okay, it does. But all of his proposals, he's pretty. If one day at a time. If we can all get it done, that's pretty damn good. And uh, universal health care. Let's do it. All right. We have a lot of work to do. That's why the show is important, frankly. We, we don't get any of this done without a, a real liberal media. And that's why your support is everything. And it really it really is. That's why I do the show. I believe that. I totally do. 
more than I mean, it's not more than it is goes it goes hand in hand with things like running for office some people can run for office others have to have the soapbox to get the um, american people to uh, to explain things i guess i don't know explain the history the progress the the patriotic progressive policies that built the white american middle class and that will hopefully build the uh the entire american middle class of rebuild it and have a functioning democracy that's the goal that works for all okay all right guys guys i gotta go get the show prepped for progressive voices it's a pain in my ass so thank you for hanging out i will try to do a show as soon as i possibly can so um if you can become a patron it's it it helps all right and one day as if we have enough patrons we will do a daily show at a set time until that time I thank you for your flexibility and for all your support. You're the best, really. I have the best community. I believe that. It's true. All right, my friends. My name is Tara Devlin. You know it. We will win. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy we stick together we win i will see you all very soon stay safe